At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musig. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm here with Nina Price, and today we've got Earl Bell from BCFO with us. We're going to be talking about virtual CFOs. Good morning, Nina. Hey, good morning, Jillian. And good morning so, to you all as well. Good morning. Yeah. So what's a virtual CFO? So the idea behind a virtual CFO is that startup companies typically have very, very precious capital that they want to put into business development and marketing and product development. And these are the same companies that need strategic financial advice Uh, someone to guide them in growing their business, but they can't afford that person on a full-time basis. So what we do is we come in as needed and we help companies both strategically and tactically uh, serve their finance and accounting needs. It's a great, it's a great concept. I love it. It is. It's, it's just genius. And um, we use BCFO. They're located in Seattle, Washington. And I think Earl, you have uh, offices in several cities around the country. We have offices currently in Austin, Texas, as well as Houston and Dallas, Denver, and we are in the process of expanding into Phoenix and Salt Lake City. Okay, so a number of cities around the country. Um, we've used their services for some time now. They helped us to do a number of things. When we first became a C corporation, we had been an S corporation before, and with the uh, receiving of cash from the ignition partners at uh, SEO Moz, we needed to become a C corporation. After that, we needed to have annual reviews and audits. 
So they helped us to prepare for our initial audit, which is always holy hell, as you move from one kind of books to another, one system to another, and of course a much greater amount of formality uh, in bookkeeping than had ever been as we were sole proprietors or um, LLCs and things like that. So they helped us to understand how to do that and then got us ready for the audit, worked with our auditors through that process, and then, of course, supported us through the next uh, year as we went along. So that's what virtual CFOs do, and it was a lot more cost-effective because we don't need one all the time. So on a broader sense, though, can you tell us all the things that VCFOs do, Earl? Because I'm not sure we take advantage of all the stuff you do. So starting at the very, very top, Jillian, I guess one of the things that I would want to share is that a good CFO, whether they're there full-time or on an as-needed basis, serves as a trusted business advisor to mm-hmm. the management team. Uh, they are the one individual in the organization that can speak the language of business with mm-hmm. investors and bankers, but they can also or speak the language of numbers with investors mm-hmm. and with bankers, but they also speak the language of business with the management team. Okay, that makes good sense. And speaking both languages is a critical uh, piece. So you indicated that you're the bridge between the two, and you help to strategize what to do next as well as kind of provide the go-between or even just the language that your finance guys are going to be looking for so so that you can support us as we create those decks and so on. So numbers can be looked at a couple of ways. Uh, One, from a very tactical perspective, one when you're talking about the audit that you recently went through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Financial statements report Mm -hmm. what happened today and yesterday, right? right? It's all about the past. Auditors come in, they audit the financial statements, and they say, yes, this is what happened yesterday and in the in the prior year. Right. What's really more interesting, though, when you're growing a business is to really think about strategically where's the business going. Right. And is as far business- as I'm concerned, as a business person, that's far more important. What happened is over. Let's move on. Right. I know that the finance guys, especially the tax guys, don't feel that way about it. But as a business person, I'm always looking at what's next. Absolutely. Uh, being able to understand that your business model is working, I think, is a very important thing. It's one thing to recognize that uh, the, the, the model makes sense, uh, everyone understands what the plan is, but in terms of executing the business strategy, are things working as intended? Mm-hmm. Are you getting profitability from the customers that you thought? In terms of your product mix, are you making money where you thought, or are you really not? Okay, so in helping people to understand whether they're really making any money, the question is really where your margins are. And I think we've touched on this a little bit in some of the previous uh, CEO coaches, right, Nina? Uh, the question yes. is, how much money are you pulling in? But what did it cost you really to make that money happen? And uh, time as well has to be figured out and so on. So when you add it all up, you have to decide what's your serious net. And um, I think there's a lot more information that we learned from you folks uh, at VCFO when we looked at it um, after becoming a C corporation. One of the things we don't think about as we are individual consultants is that the cost of time is a real hard number. And as you begin to pay people, you have to understand not only what you're paying them, but all the benefits and so on and so forth, so that you can say, okay, that's not just the cost of my time, but the cost of I'm physically paying somebody else for their salary. And then there's the cost of all the product and so on and so forth. And then there's the cost of opportunity. Right. And that's the biggest one. You know, it's interesting when you think about highest and best use of time, and that's the way that I like to think about it. Mm -hmm. You may have someone in a startup company that wears multiple hats. Invariably, that's what we do in startup environments. Mm -hmm. As a company grows, 
the whole process of understanding what becoming a different type of company becomes the conversation. Uh, you can't wear all of the hats at one point. Uh, you might have uh, an entrepreneur who wears the sales hat, the operations hat, and the finance hat. Mm -hmm. At some point, they need to think about, well, who do I give power to uh, and who do I give control to with respect to the world of operations or the world of finance? Mm -hmm. If, for instance, you had a CEO who was focused on the world of sick of sales. Right. You and I had a conversation just a few days ago, Earl, in which we talked about this concept of what CEOs do and when they hand off power and things like that. And obviously, Nina, you and I both know this. It's uh, all about um, you know, being in control, right? I mean, controlling people tend to be entrepreneurs. So um, the, the difficulty is to hand off this power and say, yes, sir, we can do that, and then go turn around and say, I sure shoot and hope you guys can do that because I cannot um, physically do something or I don't know how to do it or whatever. So that's a, a tough piece there. But the other thing that you and I were talking about, Earl, was the balance between a business person or business partner in a company and a technologist partner in the company. And I think we've touched on that a little bit. That um, My feeling is that the really great companies happen when you have one of each. And the purpose of the business partner is, if you will, to protect the technologist so that the technologist is thinking only of what's next and the business partner's job is to do all the rest of it. I think that often falls to the shoulders of the COO who I, then use your services, right? I, I think in the, the world of technology in particular, uh, the chief technologist really should focus on their highest and best use of time, which is focusing on the product and the mm -hmm. technology and making sure that the product stays current and fresh and relevant. I agree. And in order to do that, and in order to build a sustainable business model, you do have to give control to somebody who can run the nuts and bolts mm -hmm. and the operations of the business without question. Mm -hmm. So um, finding the trust factor, if you're a sole entrepreneur and you are the technologist and you don't yet have a business partner, it's the most critical piece to success of your company. Um, and I can't say that often enough or with enough stress in it. I see it again and again. Brilliant technologist with absolutely fantastic ideas and they can't get the company off the ground because they don't have a business partner they can trust. So I guess working perhaps with a VCFO is a beginning, but you're still going to have to find that business partner. In the end, that business partner has to work with you, right? Yep. I think when you think about the evolution of a company, and every company is different, there is no one set formula. And I think that's one of the things that I would want to express. A lot of companies use us uh, to help with business strategy, as a, for instance, business model assurance, mm -hmm. to provide financial leadership and oversight. What's business model assurance? What does that mean? So, as a, for instance, you may have three products, mm -hmm. and you may have an assumption that your lead product, your legacy product, is the one that generates all the profits in the company. Yeah. Over time, things may change, but mindset may not. Uh, mm -hmm. As a, for instance, the last company I was in had a legacy product that everybody was absolutely convinced drove 80% of the profits of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a little bit of work and discovered that that company's flagship product produced about 20% of the profit. Wow. <laughs> so how did you figure out this dichotomy in the process? So, again... The process of translating business into numbers and numbers into business is really the key. Mm -hmm. uh, numbers are based on assumptions, and assumptions are based, hopefully, on what turns out to be facts. Right. And being able to understand truly what's going on in the business mm -hmm. and translating it into numbers gives everyone something that uh, is meaningful and relevant that everyone can look at. Mm -hmm. the, the key in the process is building credibility and trust in the numbers. 
And if you don't have credibility and trust and if the process isn't sound, at the end of the day, you, you lose trust and you create what I call the silo effect. And that's where the finance department and the sales department and the operations department all run independently of one another because there is no trust in the numbers. Got it. Okay, so I think that one of the things we work very hard to maintain here at SEO Moz is this um, uh, connectedness and uh, congruence between everybody's uh, forward push, if you will. So uh, keeping all of the departments connected, we call them admin, marketing, and um, engineering as opposed to other names. I know there would be many other names that you could divvy these folks up into, but we kind of think of it as three groups. Um, we keep them connected, not just with the heads of those departments chatting with each other every week at lunch and so on, but making sure that the uh, folks in the field are also connected to each other. I know that engineering usually hates marketing, marketing hates engineering, engineering can never get their stuff done fast enough, and marketing always wants outrageous things, and so on and so forth. This kind of thing goes on a lot. And so far, so good here at SEO Moz, it doesn't happen. And that's an important uh, thing. So I think when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the kinds of siloing that you're talking about and how people do uh, maintain trust in the numbers so that they all do continue to work on the same thing. We're going to take a break here at CEO Coach with Nina Price and Earl Bell of VCFO. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Your mission. Initiate internet marketing measures. Your arsenal. The weapons of mass marketing. Learn how to accomplish your internet marketing initiative with the do-it-yourself tools and directives from the commanding leaders of cyberspace. Weapons of Mass Marketing presented by Raventools.com Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
And welcome back to CEO Coach with Jillian Music, me, Nina Price. Hey, Nina. Hey. Okay, you're with and, us again. And, and, and our special guest. Yes, Earl, welcome back. Thank you. Um, Earl, I noticed you've got a sheet of paper here with you, and it has something called basic needs. Give us a rundown of what's on that basic needs list. How do we know what companies need as they begin to move from consultancies into uh, small corporations? So the idea is every company has to have certain things done, uh, regardless of size, whether you're a startup or a multi-billion dollar corporation. Uh, every company has bills to pay. Every company needs to invoice their clients. Uh, if you have employees, guess what? You're doing payroll too. Mm -hmm. uh, you're producing financial statements. Uh, these are the types of things that I would put into the basic needs bucket. Typically, startup companies uh, at the very, very beginning don't hire someone on a full-time basis. This is where we can come in and help provide help on an as-needed basis so that as they grow, uh, at, at some point it will make sense to bring on someone in a full-time capacity. Okay, makes good sense. So um, absolute basics. We start generally as uh, consultants doing a cash uh, accounting basis, and sure. I certainly did the same thing. If I put out a bill, that was nice, but I didn't count it until the cash showed up in my checking account. I was fairly pragmatic, and I think most people who are individual consultants are so. And if I spent money, that's great. If I got a bill, it didn't matter. It mattered if I paid it, and so then the money went out. So that was cash accounting, and it was pretty simple stuff. As we got a little bit larger, things got more complex. What happens as we change over? So the concept of accrual accounting is that you record revenue and expenses in the period in which the activity occurred. And this is very important when you want to think about building credibility with your management team. You know, as a, for instance, if you're on a cash basis and you operate for the first month and checks don't come in, it doesn't mean that you didn't make a sale. It just mm -hmm. means that the cash hasn't come in. So if you produced financial statements on a cash basis that showed a bunch of expenses, i.e. the checks that you cut, and no revenue came in, the cash basis accountant would show up at the meeting and say, well, guess what? We didn't generate any revenue this month. We lost a bunch of money. And there'd be a lot of puzzled look around, around the table because everyone knows that revenue took place, but it isn't being recorded. Mm -hmm. That's the basis of accrual accounting. You need to record the receivable. You need to record the activity that went into uh, reporting the revenue. And that is what gives you the basis for truly understanding at a very macro level what happened. Now, what's more interesting, so that's tactical, right? Right. At the strategic level, piercing into the, the revenue uh, and, and the expenses in, in a more business-focused way is what becomes what I would say interesting. Now, which customers, which product lines, which lines of business are generating the revenue? Where's the money going? Is it in support of money-making activities or money-losing activities? It's a money-losing activity as opposed to money-making. Money-making, that's easy. Uh, marketing, uh, uh, sales efforts, I don't know, you get on a plane to close a deal, those kinds of things. What would be a money-losing so expense? Let's keep it simple and let's pretend for uh, purposes of this example that there's no money going into our money. Okay? Okay. And, and let's say that we have three products and we have 80% of the expense going into one product, 10% going into a second product, and 10% going into the third product. If 20% of the revenue went in support of uh, the, the activity that produced 80% of the expense, you're losing 60 cents of every dollar. Got and it. conversely, if you had a, a product that produced 80% of the revenue and took up only 10% of the expense, that's a very, very profitable activity. Now, armed with that information, what would you do? Would you spend more time focusing on the money? 
would you find a way to redirect your resources into the activities that were making money? Makes good sense to me. I get it now. Okay, so figuring out what, uh, what's likely to come down the future from the expenses you're making is a huge, uh, has a huge impact on your future profitability. Okay, so do folks, I think we talked about this, you weren't sure whether folks have uh, VCFO type services around the world. Um, is that correct or do you know if there are any other companies like this? You know, to be honest with you, I don't, uh, but recognize I've been at my job for about 100 days now, so okay. uh, learning as I go. <laughs> okay. So folks can reach you, though, and we'll give out uh, email addresses at the end of the show, so uh, they'll be able to reach you in case you need to ask other questions, and you could probably find those answers, right? Sure, absolutely. That sounds great. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to know, Nina, as you're moving... Mm -hmm. You're in the consultancy stage, and obviously I'm already in, you know, well into startup stage over here. We've got about 30 folks working for us. We've been working with VCFO for a couple of years now. So in your stage, I guess, the, again, this is really a question for Earl. How does Nina know at what point she's going to need a virtual CFO? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I guess the question becomes understanding what the needs are of the business. Everyone is where they are today. Everyone has, a, hopefully, a strategic business plan, and they have an idea of what they need to get to where they're going. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, figuring out who the right people are to help you get from A to B is an important first step, right? Okay. Uh, some businesses need a lot of financial advice, mm -hmm. uh, and some may not need as, as much. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I think it Everything depends on the complexity of the business model, mm -hmm. complexity of the needs, and there is no one-size-fits-all answer, unfortunately. Right. That makes good sense. Well, we're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes, but before we go do that, um, let's cut it down from kind of this overview stuff to something that would be really nitty-gritty. For example, when I was a very small company with, say, three to five people, we were going through, as I spoke to you about before, this thing I called a dip, in which we had to invest a great deal in order to build something. And at that time, I was doing it on my own back. In other words, personal loans, personally guaranteed stuff. I was not able to do it on a corporate level. So uh, that and credit cards and all kinds of other things were really ugly. Does VCFO-type um, services, do they help you through that process as well, knowing how best to get funded? Finding answers to people who would find funding for us was the most difficult task I had at that time. And so I stumbled around and did the best I could. So, Jillian, you're touching on what I called the mission critical box. Yep. Uh, there are things that happen. Uh, we can call them bumps in the road. Mm -hmm. uh, at startup, getting money is a big one, right? It's huge. Uh, in the world of mission critical, I, I guess one of the things that I would put at the top of the list is finding capital because without right. capital, you can't run your business. That's right. As you grow, as you become more profitable, you know, finding business financing through other sources like uh, hard asset lenders, a uh, bank mm -hmm. if you're really profitable, you know, mm -hmm. understanding how to grow your business and where to get the capital to grow your business and what the right type of capital is as you mm -hmm. grow your business are all important things that we can help companies with in a strategic capacity. Okay, so that's really a critical piece then. Um, it sounds like I could have used you earlier than I had access to you. I didn't know you guys existed at the time. So in, in the world of, you know, hot tips, people who are listening today, um, you know, for, folks with small entrepreneurships or even consultancies, I'd say this is the first, you know, stop that you make. 
find out where the best sources of capital are. Um, there's got to be better ways than high interest rate credit cards. Uh, just knowing whether or not you can seriously afford to carry the debt, um, how to balance those kinds of things. Uh, you can't always borrow from Peter to pay Paul, and certainly I did that along the way, and it was pretty grim. So trying to build a company without the kind of risks that I put into building SEO Moz uh, would be a really good thing. This is a critical piece of information, folks, if you've got any access to someone who has this kind of financial advice for you. Um, they've got to be trustworthy, though. That's the way to go. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T dot com. It's time again to make your plans to be at SES New York 2011. SES New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton, March 21st to the 25th. SES New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, over 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SES New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Yahoo's principal research scientist, Duncan Watts. Thursday, March 25th is the Online Marketing Summit's All Things Digital Best Practice Day, which features a full day of premium breakout sessions. Don't delay. Come to SES New York 2011, March 21st to the 25th, inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com and get 20% off your registration when you use promo code WMR20. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com and use promo code WMR20. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Marketing to women expert Maria Retan will untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. Purse Strings with Maria Retan. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to the final portion of the show. This is Jelly and Music with Nina Price. Hey, Nina. Hey, Jillian. Okay, and with Earl Bell from VCFO. Before we run out of time here today, we've got about three minutes left. We're going to talk about how to reach Earl if you have more questions, not just about the services that perhaps his company offers at VCFO, but also about other companies uh, here in the States, around the world, and so on, and any kind of generic questions about the subject. You can reach Earl direct at, excuse me, uh, at his office at 206 328 8236. Again, 206 326 VCFO. 
And uh, Earl, you've got extension uh, 400. Oh, that's extension 400. Earl, do you want to share your email with the listeners? Because usually folks connect via email. Ebell at vcfo.com. Okay, that's pretty easy. Ebell at vcfo.com. And of course, you can reach Nina Price at Nina at ninaprice.com or myself, Jillian, that's G I L I A N at seomaz.org. But, Earl, before we finish up here, we've just got a couple of minutes left. Tell us how would we interview for someone where we could trust them in terms of financial resource? Maybe not a CFO right away, but maybe just an accountant. Someone we could trust in helping with that initial push to get funding, to understand how to set up our systems, and to move forward in a strategic level? Well, I, I think one of the things that I would suggest to the audience is that they take an approach similar to the approach I take when interviewing uh, our consulting CFOs. That's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> What's the killer question? <laughs> well, I think the, the thing to really identify is if the person has a real interest in learning about you and your business. So okay. I, I like to find somebody who's a good listener. Okay. Um, and I, I would also pay attention to the types of questions that they ask because you'll be able to tell if they truly want to seek to understand what it is your problems are before they can solve them. And, and this is not only related to funding, but to the business in, in, in What about the key um, you know, uh, assets they would have? Should they have a degree in something or experience somewhere, whatever? You know, kind of the basics, the generics. Well, certainly uh, you would hope to have a CPA. Okay. Uh, you would hope that uh, in terms of experience, they have a, a strong background uh, in a strategic capacity, i.e. helping companies grow as opposed to reporting numbers from the past. Mm -hmm. uh, that the latter would be what you would want in a strong controller, as a, for instance, someone mm -hmm. to help you through audits. That person uh, reporting numbers is different than the person that would help you grow your business. Okay. So if you're looking to go through an audit, you're looking for a particular skill set that says reporting skill sets. Right. And if you're looking for strategic business growth, you want someone who has helped someone do that before. Yeah, and hopefully somebody who's had a demonstrated success in doing this before. One of mm -hmm. the things that I like to do is follow up on references, as a for instance. Uh, it's one thing to have somebody say, yeah, this is what I've done, but let's talk to the person who can speak to that okay. in an independent manner. That sounds good. And with that, we're going to sign off here at... Uh, CEO Coach with Nina Price and Earl Bell of VCFO. Thanks so much for joining us, Earl. I think it was a really valuable topic for our listeners today. This is Absolutely. Jillian, CEO Coach. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.